welcome to the Innovation Roundtable Insights Podcast. This episode was recorded at an Innovation Roundtable workshop hosted by Bosch in Stuttgart in February 2019, where our colleague Leonard sat down with Thomas Kropp, President of Corporate Research and Advanced Development at Bosch. During the conversation, Thomas dives into digital transformation and tackles the issue of bridging the physical world with the digital one as well as how companies need to change their development processes to become more agile. Thomas further identifies the skill sets and the leadership capabilities required to succeed in creating a digital culture. Thomas, thank you very much for your presentation and uh, thank you for joining me in in this uh, little interview room here. And uh, thank you for hosting this event as well at, at Bosch. Uh, we're always a, and it was always nice to be a guest here. Um, maybe we can start the interview with you briefly explaining who you are, what company you work for, and what role you have. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Thomas Kropf. I'm heading Bosch Corporate Research since about half a year, uh, which is a central research entity for all divisions of Bosch across all uh, verticals where we are working in. Bosch is a a privately owned company, a foundation, pretty large, over 70 uh, billion revenue with about two thirds in automotive tier one business where it's just inside the car and you just don't see it. And we have other brands like household appliances, uh, power tools, where you see the Bosch brand also in shops. In the beginning, maybe you in the in the end of your presentation, you talked about about artificial intelligence and also digital becoming more more important and a larger part of of many products. Uh, what has changed, or how has kind of the innovation approach changed when digital is moving in more and more into the innovation space? I think two things are coming together. Uh, on the one hand, products are much more viewed as um, user-centric devices, which have to fulfill the needs of people, uh, which need more interaction on the one hand. It's not just a piece of metal you put on the table. Uh, And on the other hand, uh, the the whole uh, innovation which we see in software technologies in AI also gives new opportunities to make products more personal, more centered about your needs, uh, allowing interaction like a speech dialogue uh, or, or image recognition. And, and this really changes almost every product within Bosch, either directly, uh, which uh, uh, concerns all the products which are like electronic, or indirectly, so we have a lot of AI in our manufacturing processes. Now, when it comes to digital, it is very different to being a manufacturing company, having those physical products, tangible products, towards a software company, for example. What are the challenges, but also opportunities of of merging kind of the physical world and physics with the digital world? So I think the the biggest opportunity or or where we are all grounded is we are living in a physical world. If you look into the news, sometimes you think everything is digital and web and app, but we we are sitting on concrete chairs. Uh, You have concrete cameras uh, recording this whole event. physical devices are the basis of our life, and this will remain. On the other hand, those devices have and will become more intelligent, and this is the opportunity um, for the products. The challenge is to change the development processes, uh, which means uh, 
especially for, let's say, traditional companies like Bosch, we have an engineering tradition, uh, lots of mechanical, electrical engineering available, also software engineering, but not on the level which we need for the future. And also the development processes have to change to become, even if it's a buzzword, but it's still true, to become more agile, more, let's say, iterative. You can try out things in software, look whether it works, uh, improve, um, and uh, make uh, products better. In, in the traditional world, you had like the spec, uh, you designed it, you manufactured it, and that was it. And, and so the whole life cycle of products will change. Um, and also, um, after you ship a product, uh, the, the life still continues. If it's connected, you, you can and have to improve it. Um, for example, you have to consider uh, cybersecurity. If a product is connected, it's, let's say, exposed to, to hacking. And, and you have to be prepared to update the software um, against the malicious attacks uh, even after you have uh, sold it, which also changes the complete business model behind the products. You talked about a, a war on talent, uh, especially when it comes to some of the new capabilities. And how do you deal, how do you make Bosch attractive for, for new talent? And what kind of capabilities and skill sets are you missing and where do you find them? So the um, Possibilities for Bosch are, are, are really great because, as, as I uh, told in my talk, we are a foundation. Uh, so we, we, we give all our profit to charity. Our mission is invented for life. So we want to make the life of people better. And there is, significant there is a significant part of people who, who feel uh, attracted by this. So one thing is if you use uh, all your knowledge and AI to optimize um, web searches or to hook people into using an app uh, even a longer time, uh, or um, you reduce uh, like uh, the energy consumption of household appliances or re reduce the amount of scrap in, in manufacturing sites, uh, which has a, let's say, a, a bigger purpose, uh, so to say. And, and this attracts people, not all. So if people are looking primarily for a high salary, this is not the people we get and this is not the people we want. Mm -hmm. So it fits nicely. You also talked about uh, teams and I'd like to ask a bit more about kind of how you, especially also about that cross um, discipline uh, in at corporate research here. How do you put together teams and how do teams evolve? Maybe in different areas is it's of course different, but maybe you can pick some of the principles. So, so um, in the past, it was really like an isolated uh, research and development in different, let's say, knowledge areas. For the products today, we really have to bring people together from, with different uh, competencies, uh, with different domain knowledge, and have them work together uh, in one project. Ideally, uh, on one location, but that they are co-located uh, in the same room. We're giving space for that uh, in this building here. Uh, and this is a big driver. What we also see is like the development process changes from like a sequential one. So corporate research has a great idea, do some kind of pre-development, research and pre-development, and then there's a handover to a division and they industrialize it and they go to market. This is on the one hand much too slow nowadays, so the innovation pace is, uh, is increasing rapidly. And on the other hand, uh, we need more domain knowledge uh, from the experts in the field. So we have uh, in an increasing number of projects where people from corporate research are directly working together 
with people from the division, like in a joint uh, team. And the, the most successful uh, products are really resulting out of those cooperation models. Is that often corporate research going to business units or the other way around? Or how do kind of those collaborations start? So you, you find both. Um, so we have the, the, the mission to find new and exciting technologies, which are not on the radar of the operative units yet. And those things are really driven out of corporate research. For example, we at the moment looking at uh, quantum computing, quantum sensing, which is still far away from an industrialization. Um, and this is driven out of corporate research. But we also have, let's say, urgent problems to be solved in, in, in the divisions, in the operative units, uh, where they need support or even need basic ideas because they got stuck somehow. Then they are coming to us and we work jointly on improving things. So we find both. One of the things you mentioned also about this, the, this campus is basically having those many different disciplines, but everyone focused on research together. What is important in terms of culture and making sure that people meet? And maybe you can elaborate on some events or initiatives or spaces you have that, that you know, foster this interaction. So for, from a building perspective, to start just with the location, um, communication space is, is really key. So um, the traditional things still hold, like having lots of meeting rooms, like here, uh, some of uh, the room where we are in at the moment, which uh, also some of them cannot be booked. So you have just the opportunity to just go in if you want to talk. We have like meeting zones with uh, coffee machines and things like that, where we encourage people to meet and come together uh, and create things. And we have even um, bigger innovation spaces. Uh, for example, in this building on the 12th floor, there's a platform 12, which is really like a crazy co-creation space where you can go there without any kind of booking. It's a large area, you have all the tools, you have uh, robots, seating spaces, 3D printing machines, and you can just try out things. And to even foster this kind of innovation, we invite artists really like people painting or creating modern art to work on this very platform 12 and to interact with the researchers. So to really spark crazy ideas uh, from, from a creative, uh, let's say, world where a, a normal uh, university researcher uh, has not been uh, exposed to before. That is interesting. How, how does that work out? Is it something that was pushed back by some of the engineers in the beginning or is there curiosity or is there both? And There's a lot of curiosity. So we don't force people to talk to those artists uh, and that not all of them uh, are interested in that, uh, but many are and, and they found it very exciting. Um, so it, it's also a privilege. So uh, you don't normally see artists to go to a museum and you see like the final artifacts, so the picture, the installation of a crazy machine or whatever. Here you can look over their shoulder, how they work, how they come to ideas, how they create things, uh, um, have crazy ideas. For example, we had uh, last year we had an artist who made uh, sound and music out of cheese. Uh, and, and this also has a technology part because they were scanning like the surface and converting that into a sound. And this attracted quite a lot of the researchers who just wanted to know how is creating sound out of cheese. Uh, and, and this sparked quite some interesting ideas which we are 
pursuing afterwards. Let me drop another keyword into the discussion. If I put leadership mm -hmm. into it, leadership and innovation teams, leadership and digital innovation teams, what is important in terms of leadership? Um, this is a very good question because I think leadership has to change and it already has changed. So um, there, like the symbolic part, not wearing a tie anymore. And, and this is like unusual. Um, I, I thought I, I put in a suit at least and not go come with jeans, which would be my uh, usually daily uh, wear. Um, so just to be more approachable from a symbolic point of view, but symbols are an enabler, but they are not the core uh, of things. Leadership has to change in, we have to get away from this kind of uh, top-down, directional kind of, I, I, I know the truth and I direct people what they have to do to allow more bottom-up creativity. And this is a, a coined term which is called servant leadership, where the, the role of a manager of a leader is to support teams to remove obstacles the team is not able to remove by, by, by themselves and, and help them uh, to, to explore. And if you, if you look at, at our people, they are bright. They don't need too much guidance. Uh, they know exactly what they uh, want and have to do. And the best thing is not to interfere too much with the creativity process. Let me ask you the, the final question. Now you haven't been in that role for too long, but what is one of the most important things maybe from your current role and the previous role? What are the most, one of the most important learnings you would say when it comes to innovation? Uh, the most important learning is that you should not underestimate the intelligence and the brightness of your people. Uh, um, we have really, really excellent people here at Corporate Research. We have not unleashed their power to, to the full extent. They're still hindered with some kind of bureaucracy and, and processes. And, and this is something we have to work on, especially because the world is changing so rapidly. So the, the, the whole industrial setting, and not only within Bosch, but within the whole industry and almost all industry has to change. And the people are already there. We need some new competences. We talked about software, we talked about um, AI, uh, we didn't talk about uh, IoT, the Internet of Things. But we need an inflow of new talent, but we also have to and can build on the talent which is available. And the most exciting part, what I see here at the moment, if we bring together people with long-standing uh, domain knowledge, really experienced guys who are here for many years, who know everything about manufacturing, for example, production processes, and bring them together with AI researchers and have this kind of hybrid, hybrid approaches where you put in AI, artificial intelligence, uh, deep learning algorithms into traditional domains, and the results are really outstanding and exciting. And, and so don't so the message is don't throw away all your knowledge which you acquired about uh, in decades and, and century uh, at Bosch, but combine it with the, the new possibilities and then you really will shine in your business. Thank you once again for your presentation and thank you for that interesting and pleasant conversation. Pleasure was on my side. It was really fun. Thank you. The video version of this podcast can be accessed via innovationroundtable.online. 
The Innovation Roundtable online network is your portal to a wide variety of exclusive content, including video presentations, interviews, insights reports, and articles. Not only that, innovationroundtable.online is also a place where you can connect with other corporate innovators, share experiences, request collaborations, and gain inspiration from your peers. Our network is exclusively for innovation practitioners in large firms, so visit innovationroundtable.online to discover more and request your seven-day free trial account.